0: time this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom i'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart they've got passion for god they're leading intercession on their schools they're set apart consecrated under god they've got a vision and a mission for their life so i just want to get right into the word tonight we don't have a ton of time but we've been talking about this idea of strings being attached and we've talked about purity. And we've been talking about really, literally what we've been talking about is something that we just call soul ties and how our souls begin to get knit to different people and different relationships and how it jeopardizes our walk and our relationship with God. So I want to review a couple of things. And then I have some points that I want to give you tonight to kind of summarize this year's purity series. Last week you heard incredible testimonies at pure rebellion. You saw, I mean, dancing, drama, messages, medical doctors, the whole nine yards. And so, so tonight I just want to kind of wrap up this whole thing as we're speaking to junior high, high school, young adults on the big idea of what purity is and the call that God has placed on our life to live lives of purity. So, so a couple of points just to review. Uh, we talked about this idea. If you need to date or be married, To feel fulfilled or loved, you're not ready to date or to marry. We talked about Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. In Christ, I am complete. And the idea that, that, that that's so much more than just words on a page. But if we really could have that revelation strike our hearts in Christ, in Jesus Christ alone. He's the only one that's authorized to be my completion in my life. So we talked about that, Colossians 2 and 10. Um, We we talked about this idea of sex is not practiced. After marriage, between two people of opposite gender, pain and disaster are absolutely inevitable. And just reviewing here, uh, another thing we said or the conclusion that we came to that that the, the greatest consequence of sexual immorality lie within the unseen realm. AIDS and sexually transmitted diseases are the least of your worries, whenever you begin to tap into the sexual arena before your time and begin dabbling in, in sexual immorality, it's what's in the unseen realm that will take you out. 1 Corinthians 6.16, we talked about this, and don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her, for the scriptures say two are united into one. Hosea 4.17, we talked about this idea even two weeks ago, that that according to Hosea 4.17, that whenever we give ourselves to idols, even in the realm of pornography, there's literally a spirit of witchcraft, almost like a spell that comes over us whenever we begin to dabble in that arena. We talked about all this. Y'all look shocked. Y'all not Remember, y'all did this. Okay, all right, you good? Okay, so so all of those different things. But tonight, I want us to go from a, a from a point because here's what I don't want it. it as we talk about sexual morality, we shouldn't be just this this cowardice kind of church. Like, oh, I'm well, I don't want to do that. I'm I, I'm not gonna. Well, I, I'm just I'm, I'm terrified, afraid of falling into sexual morality, so I live my life in fear. No, 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 no. Tonight, I want to preach you from a message i am just simply entitled "From Temptation." to elevation. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide between heart and even soul and spirit. I thank you that your word convicts us where we're wrong It encourages us where we're kind of downtrodden. God, it sets us free where we are in bondage and it lifts us up whenever we are pressed down. God, I thank you for the power of your word tonight. And I thank you for every single heart, every single soul, every single life being changed tonight in the name of Jesus. We pray. And everybody said, amen. All right. So the, the whole idea again of streams being, being attached. And I gave you guys a, just a picture and an analogy of, of what happens whenever we have these things called not bad soul ties, but I just want to give you a definition and then we'll get into some practical things. Whenever I say soul tie, I'm talking about a, a knitting or connecting of your soul that influence and even controls at times your thoughts and your And your actions... So we've talked about bad soul ties so far. We talked about whenever you're 15 years old, and, and and I gave you guys the analogy of whenever you see, you know, a cute guy or girl, and you think they're so sweet and you think they're so nice, but they come with a whole bucket of sexual immorality and all sorts of negative and demonic soul ties, and you're just kind of linked up with them because they're so cute, but in their souls and in their spirit comes all this garbage, and you're literally opening up your heart and your soul to all the all the negative things in their lives, and then before you realize that you start struggling with things that you never even struggled with before. And and we talked about all the things. But tonight I want to talk about how to establish some good soul ties in the way of of purity. And I want to talk about a life vision for purity. And and, and how we can move from a place of saying, you know what, because Pastor Brandon, I've been here for three weeks and I'm in the process of breaking total tests. And it's so cool because I've had personal conversations with so many of you who are cutting different things out of your life. And and maybe, you know, pressing eject to that relationship and bye bye to you and unfollowing this person and deleting this person from your face. Because it's all sorts of connections that has you all wrapped up and tied up and tangled up to where you can't even worship God freely the way that you were created to to worship. And so so many of you have been doing that. And if you're not, I would encourage you to. To get to this place where you realize. That the people that you are connected to. Are either taking you towards and for and harder into Jesus. And towards the kingdom. Or they are pulling you away. And so the power of soul ties. And talking about even good soul ties, soul ties tonight. I want us to go from being fearful of temptation. To elevation. Where you say, you know what Lord. I'm gonna walk in purity. I'm gonna serve you all of my days. I have a life vision for walking in purity. So a soul tie in a good way, it's 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 like a bond. In a bad way, it's bondage. And there is a difference. And so and so tonight, I I want I want you to begin to establish some healthy connections with people where you have godly friendships, where you have a bond and you can encourage each other in the Lord. And so what happens is we get it all kind of twisted and confused, and then we end up in soul ties that are actually bondage to us. Good soul ties. It's kind of one of where, I, where I want to start tonight. First Samuel 18, chapter 18, verses one through three. It just says now, now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And so my question to you, we talked about this a little bit in the fall. Who are you doing life with? Who is in your inner circle? Who are the people that influence you the most? Who do you go to for advice besides yourself? Who are the people that, that you can go to and say, hey, can you pray with me about this situation? Or, hey, I'm going through a really tough time at, at home and, and I don't need you to just cry with me. I can cry by myself at home. I need you to pray with me. I need you to speak the scriptures. of." So I'm just asking, who is that person in your life? Who do you have good soul ties with where you have a bond and you can encourage one another and you can call each other out whenever it looks like you're beginning to dabble in impure areas of your life? You're looking at me like you're crazy because... because... Because half of you don't do this. But the other half I believe do. And you're reaping the benefits of it. Because purity needs friends. If you're going to walk in purity then you need godly friends. And so some of you, I, I believe even the vast majority of you, you don't have a heart to be all impure. And, man, I, you actually have a desire to, to live holy before the Lord, but, but you don't have a desire to kind of go out of your way and get out of your comfort zone and say, and say, hey, I'm following Jesus. You're, you know, it looks like you're trying to follow Jesus. Hey, let's have lunch sometime. Let's just kind of hang out a little bit. I mean, okay, I know this isn't normal, and people don't like teach us to do this in school. But, but like, can we just pray for each other, like today, like right here? Can you just say a prayer for me? Can you just, you know, or, or just going out? Wait, let me encourage you. I see you're doing this so great. Who are those people in your life? Purity, done well, has to have friends. Can I get an amen? amen. Purity needs friends. Who are you doing life with? Who's in your who's in your inner, inner circle? So a couple of years ago, even at desperation, I was sharing in what we call a vow session. And I want to share some some points that like the Lord just kind of imparted to me, even through an incredible mentor years and years ago about this thing of purity. Purity being purity is a state of being unpolluted and, and undiluted and innocent, not from a lifestyle of works, but from a passion to please God. In every decision in life, which will ultimately separate you from the crowd. And so, I wanna give you some points tonight. And I will highly encourage you to take some notes. You're gonna wanna know these things. But I wanna go through systematically, and I have a bunch of points, so we're gonna kinda whiff through them kinda fast. And the podcast will be available if you need to go back, but try to jot these down. I can make my notes available, send me an email, I'll send these to you. But I wanna go through systematically and just kinda give you some charges tonight as a youth pastor. I love you. I believe in you. I see such great things in so many of your lives. But the one area, the quickest way, I said this about three weeks ago, the quickest way to derail your destiny is the wrong influences or the wrong dating relationships in your life. And some of you are in the arena and the season of of dating and some of you are not. And, and, and really, we covered all of that. So you shouldn't be confused at all. Well, should I be dating? Well, should I not? No, no, no. We made it crystal clear. Unless you are rock solid on your identity in Jesus Christ, and you are rock solid about who you are and who and who you belong to, and you're actually living a Christ honoring life in such a way that other human beings, not just Jesus up in heaven, can validate it. Human beings in your life can say, "Absolutely, you you you're not you're not ready." <laughs> it's okay. You can throw rocks later. So, so so I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm just telling. You. So. But this whole idea of purity, you guys, honestly, the quickest way to just kind of derail you from your destiny in Christ and and following him. I've seen it time and time again over seven and a half years of youth ministry where someone will start off so well. And then they, and then, they, you know, they have like the, you know, the, the good speech thing down and the and the submission to authority thing down and the, and having a quiet time thing down. And, and but then in this realm of uh, of purity it gets really, really fuzzy and it gets really, really gray and then just kind of like how you saw in the skit tonight, well, Jesus, can I, well, can I, and, and can I? And then we like to get like so close to the line to where we teeter, tire, like on the line. And then before we know we're in a world of sexual immorality and bondage. And the enemy is so sneaky and he does not play fair. That's right. He's very clear on his agenda. Jesus made it very clear. I've come to steal for, he's, he's come to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you to strip you of everything good in your life and then turn around and humiliate you. But Jesus says, I've come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. Amen. And so, so let's kind of go through these tonight. Purity purity must be a life vision. You'll never walk in pure. Why, why does it have to be a life vision? You guys, it, Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people will cast off restraint. They will lift off restraint. What purity says, whenever you have a vision for purity, it says, this is the way, this is the person that I'm going to be all throughout middle school, all throughout high school. As a ninth grader, this is who I'm going to be and that's who I'm not going to be. And it's very clear that not gray, I'm not trying to figure, well, I'm just trying to figure, no, 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 no. God's word has figured it out for us. You see what I'm saying? And so as we walked it out, what I'm saying is purity, purity has to be, it's got to be a life vision, and if you think you cannot fall into sexual sin, then you're godlier than David. You're stronger than Solomon. You're you're wiser. You're wiser than Solomon. You're stronger than Samson. If you feel like, oh, I, I, I can, it wouldn't ever be me. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, you have to have a vision for purity, you guys. Number two, purity honors God. Romans 1, 21 and twenty two says, for even though they knew God. They did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened and professing to be wise. They became fools. So purity must be a life vision. But number two, purity, purity honors God. And so we live in purity. We're saying, you know what, Lord, I have a higher level of honor for you than I do my own self or God. You're the big deal in my life. Number three, purity will change your life craving. First Peter two, one through three says, like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And now that you have tasted, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. And some of us are so We're just so satisfied to stay like, you know, like toddlers. I mean, like we just want and and, but the word of God is so clear. There's a maturity and there's a growing up that God wants to do. The vision for you at the end of your years in DSM is that you are a mature follower of Jesus Christ, full of the Holy Spirit with a clear vision of your life or who you're going to be as a man or woman of God. Does that make sense? So so purity begins to change your your craving, whenever you, whenever you chase after God and chase after purity, there's something about your hunger that will begin to strengthen as you're seeking the Lord. Number four, purity must be protected. Purity must be protected. Matthew six twenty two through 23, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. I want you to view your fight for mental and physical purity to be a war that you can win, but quite possibly a war that you'll fight for the rest of your life. It's a daily decision, you guys. You know, the big deal, even whenever we're talking about, you know, to have a life vision of purity, what I'm saying, because if you don't, if you don't see it, you won't believe it. And so that's why even spiritually we ask God, open up our spiritual eyes to see. If you can't see it in your mind's eye, it makes it very, very difficult to believe. And so I want you, what I want you to do even right now, and I've just prayed and asked the Lord, Lord, would you release even prophetic vision tonight to where you would be able to see yourself? I want you even just where you're sitting, I want you to close your eyes. Holy Spirit, I pray even now that you would remove the scales from my heart, from my eyes, and that you would literally release pictures and visions of what it looks like that every person in this place would see themselves, not the person next to them, not their family, just see themselves, God, walking in purity five years from now. What does that look like for you? Five years from now, what do your friends look like? What what does a relationship look like if it's that season? Ten years from now. Holy Spirit, release vision even tonight. If we can see it in our minds, I God, we can believe it. Oh, God, if we could see it tonight, God, let them see it tonight. Lord, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you give visions even of of those who are going to be married one day. Visions of what what that looks like, God. And the joy in their heart as they walk down the aisle as those who have kept themselves pure before the Lord. The gift that is there, Jesus. And even beyond that, Lord, whenever we stand before you face to face, the one who died for us. We're able to give this gift of purity back to you saying, Lord, we we honored you to the best of our abilities, even with our bodies and our minds and our hearts. If you can see it. You can believe it tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Purity, number five. Purity insulates us, but it does not isolate us. See, whenever you're walking in purity, there is literally a supernatural covering that just kind of comes over you, even where you just begin to stand out from the crowd, even before you say anything, whenever you walk into the room, whenever you walk into a crowd of people at school or in the locker room or in a classroom and people are just telling filthy jokes, there's something about purity that will literally begin to insulate you. It does not isolate you. It doesn't mean you have to be in the corner, you know, rocking back and forth, like reading your Bible and everybody else is like doing schoolwork. Nobody's asking you to be weird. I'm just saying there's an insulation that that God begins to release whenever you are chasing after and pursuing purity. You don't have to be the weirdo in the corner. You don't have to be the one that everybody's like, "Well, that's what's wrong with." You? No, 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 no. There's something desirable about the children of God. The world should look at you and say, "God, I want whatever it is that you have in your life. Man, I've got to have it." And for too long, we've kind of shied away. Well, we just need to start a little club and just... No, 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 no. Forget the club. Go out into the world. Be salt and be light in your schools and on your teams and on your extracurricular activities. Be salt and light that God has called you to be. There is an insulation that God would give you. If you'll just say, Lord, God, I'm chasing after purity. What's on your life, the world needs it. Do you realize that everywhere you go... You've literally got a life giving river that flows from the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Jesus says, he that believes on me out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water everywhere you go. There's it's a feel like life is being brought into the room just because you walked in before you even open up your mouth. Because there is a life giving river that flows out of you. Come on, somebody. Are you just going to do religion or are you going to do and be who God has called and created you to be? It's too long. This is the season for you just kind of come and say, well, I'm just, I'm doing good. I'm just at DSM. I'm just part of the youth group. And I just sit in the corner whenever worship's going on. And I don't really know what's going on. Okay, the time's out for that. It's time for you to jump in and say, Lord, if there's anything to be done, God, would you use me? God, don't look me over. God, pick me, choose me, send me, anoint me. I want to be used by you, God. Does anybody feel that way tonight? Come on. There's a message of purity. There's a, there's a. There's a power in purity, you guys, that the world is yet to see. It's a power that's reserved for those who, as teenagers, will live a life of purity. You guys, your 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 purity in your teenage years are just seeds into what purity is going to look like in your in your in your twenties and. And your 20s, like, for, for your 30s. And so I'm just saying, if you'll sow some seeds and purity, and, and really you're going to be able to look back with no regrets and say, see, because I never meet one person who says, well, God, I wish I would have kissed five more guys. Oh, I wish I would. Oh, man, I wish I would have dated 15 more people as they're looking at their wife. Gosh, I wish I would have dated 50 more people. I mean, I love you. But nobody says that. Nobody. nobody. Said no one Ever. And so, and so the idea is that you live in such a way. It's a, you are a walking, talking, breathing contradiction to your culture. You contradict everything that the world says. You're an anomaly. You don't make sense to people, but you make sense because you are in the kingdom of God. You're a son, or daughter of God. So literally you're walking, breathing, talking contradiction to your culture. Because Jesus is alive and well on the inside of you. Does that make sense to you tonight? I'm just saying, can you get a vision of what purity looks like in your life right now, three years from now, five years from now? God, we want to be pure. Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. You're what God says about you. So forget the lies of the enemy. Sat in a hospital room, even this, just this week alone with a teenager who tried to overdose on prescription drugs. And I'm looking at this kid, telling him, you're a masterpiece. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made. You've been given with all these, you've been gifted with all the gifts of God. And and you're believing the lies of the enemy. And you've got to stop. You've got to believe what Jesus Christ has to say about you. The enemy does not play fair. He wants to kill you. He doesn't just want to give you a bad day or give you a headache. He wants to kill you. As I'm sitting there in this hospital bed, this two days ago at the hospital room, just looking this kid in the eye, saying, "You will live and not die. You will live and not die in the name of Jesus. You will, you will embrace and you'll receive even the love of God right now." The situation was just crazy because there's bullying that's taking place and 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 all these different things. It just became too overwhelming. Just popped a bunch of pills and said, "I'm just going to end it. This is real. This is real." It's just taking place in others. This is a monument. I mean, North Academy, you know, the north side of Colorado Springs. We, your generation is waiting on you to speak up and say there's a better way. And I've got something on my life that can absolutely break the chains of what you're walking through. Amen. It's the Jesus Christ in me. It's that whole idea of the apostle saying, silver and gold. I do not have, but what I have, I will give to you in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free of that oppression. Be free and set free of that depression. Be free of that crazy way of thinking and receive the truth of God's word tonight. But the doorway you got to walk through is purity. And it's a journey. And we're all in different places in that journey of purity. Number six, purity begins. By worshiping the creator. Number seven. Again, purity needs friends. First Corinthians 5.11. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral. Psalm 18.26 says with the pure God, you will show yourself pure. Purity needs friends. Friends. And not just any friends, because we can go out and find the lowliest of the low and the dumps of the... No, 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 no. You, uh, we we, we want to find friends who, who have some kind of like-mindedness to, to, to follow Jesus Christ. Friends who aren't just going to tell you what you need to hear. The product of those kinds of friendships turns into arrogant, prideful, confused, haughty 20-something-year-olds whenever we just surround ourselves by yes-men, okay? You need friends who are who are who you've given permission. Hey, call me out on this. Hey, would you love me enough and be a friend to me enough to speak truth and to call me out on different things in my life? Would you love me? Would you be a real friend to me? We throw around that word friend so casually today, but... There's a word of covenant before. And if you're going to walk in purity, you're going to need a few of those covenant friendships and relationships in your life. That says, hey, I know. uh, I know she's cute, but uh, there's some baggage all up in there. You know what I'm saying? You do not need to hook yourself up or. Yeah, I know he's really kind and he's tall and athletic, but but there is a world of mess that he is. I'm just I'm just saying who you are whenever you're with him or her. I do. I'm just. I'm just trying to be your friend. Who can say that to you? Because you need people like that. Does that make sense? Everybody say purity needs friends. Security needs, friends. Uh, guys, again, this whole, this whole idea of even strings being attached. We talked about, you know, how the world says, hey, there's just no strings attached. Do whatever you want with your body. Do whatever you want with whomever you want. Make out with 50 billion people and, and just, just, there's no consequence and, and, just be texting, you know, all night and I've got to text. Okay. And now I'll put my phone and then I got to text. Someone, and then there's no, but no, no, but there's strings attached. To those relationships, there are strings. There's literally a tying and a a knitting of your soul, your mind, your will and emotion to these people. And and you begin acting out doing crazy things. So I'm just saying strings are attached. And so so if you'll put in place some of these points of, of purity, there'll be strings attached. But there'll be strings of righteousness and Strings of of blessing and strings of of character and and strings that that strengthen your purity. When whenever you even your moments of temptation, because there's because you've done the hard work and you're you're allowing Jesus to be Jesus in your life, there's strings that are being attached to your decisions that you're making. And and so I'm just saying strings are attached, you guys. And so especially in the sexual arena and the arena of purity. You want strings of blessing, not strings of curses wrapping you up for the next decades of your life. Does that make sense? Strings are attached. And so, so (coughs) as we move on, purity, purity needs friends. Purity has nothing to hide. Romans 13, 12 through 14. Some of us have lived in the dark for so long, we think that it's normal. I'm here to tell you it's not normal. God's called us to live in the light. God's called you to come out of the shadows. And, 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 and it's a, let me read this verse to you. Romans 13, 12 through 14. Let us walk properly as in the... What's the next word? Come on. As in the day. Yeah. As in the day. Not in revelry and drunkenness and lewdness and lust. and Not in strife or envy. But, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh... To fulfill its lust. Purity has nothing to hide. Next one. Purity needs spiritual activity. Purity needs spiritual activity. Galatians 5 and 16 and 17. Walk in the spirit that you may not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the lust of the flesh. And then it goes on to say, and this this is the fruit of the spirit. But the big idea is that you are to walk in the spirit. You need spiritual activity. You're not going to walk in purity just sitting at home playing your little weird video games or just, you know, read, just read. Oh, I'm just going to read this little romance now. I'm just going to read it all night. And de- no, 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 no. You need spiritual activity. You need to be connected to the youth group. You need to be connected with doing different things at school. You need to do things with your time that honor God, that you need to be serving in some way, giving back, not just thinking about, you know, just your, like you. OK, and so and so there's a practical element to this purity needs good, healthy, spiritual activity. And that's where you begin to examine God. What are my gifts? How can I serve? How can I be used? How can I how, what, what, what can I go to next? What can I be a part of next? That's furthering God's kingdom. Purity needs spiritual activities. That makes sense. OK, really practical purity. This is not as hard as we make it out to be. Purity is innocent. Titus one 14, to the pure. All things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. So this is for those of you who, gosh, you, people tell dirty jokes and it just goes right over your head. And, and people laugh at you and say, oh, you, you, just, uh, you just, you know, you don't know anything. You say, you, I mean, you're right, because to the pure, all things are pure. Booyah. Okay. And so you begin to, yeah, come on. I want you to say that next time. I'm like, oh, you're so, yeah, you don't even know that if yeah, because to the pure, all things are pure, sucker. Okay. And so, you know, you so you, I mean, you can say it in love. Just say it in love. Right. And so, but to the pure, all things are pure because there's an innocence about. It. And so those of you, those are so the world makes it scene. You just need to lose that innocence. I mean, you're just like young and foolish and innocent. And but but God says, keep the innocence Amen. as long as you can. This world has a way of just I mean, you live here. And gosh, there's lots of time for you to lose innocence. I'm not saying like go out and sin. I'm just saying there's a there's a purity that God gives us. And we need to keep that innocence for as long as we can. So it's okay if you don't know every joke or every dirty lyric to every filthy rap song or different. I mean, it's pop songs or and maybe you don't even know what like Wrecking Ball is and you never even saw the video. That's a good thing. I haven't either. Okay. And so honestly, so so because why? Because because I want I I, I want to protect in it as much as I, as much as I can. Does that make sense? Yeah. To the pure, all things are pure. Next one, purity. It's, it protects you from yourself. Purity protects you from yourself. 1 John two fifteen and through 17 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Purity even protects you from, from you, from your bad decisions. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Purity protects the body. There's literally a physical like protection of your physical body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are both God's purity protects the body. That's when purity is not defined by man. Oh, let me just talk here for a second, Mclemore. Okay, same love and okay. So if you know what that is, if you don't, just stay pure. Okay. So, so look. So we don't. We yeah. Okay, pure. You get it. Okay. This is great. This is the context in which i preach. It's awesome. Okay. So, so, so we don't have the authorization to begin to modify and say, well, this is what's pure, and this is what's not pure, because there's only one named Jesus Christ. Through the inspired word of God, which are the scriptures that can define what purity is and what purity is not. Amen. And it's very clear. And so we could go run the whole gamut. I mean, it starts. But, but if we just go to the word of God and let God's word speak for itself, it's very, very clear to us what's pure, what's impure, what God basically what God calls right and what he calls flat out wrong. Amen. Proverbs 16:2 All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes but the Lord weighs the spirits purity is not defined by man so you understand now why you have to have a vision for pure. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna coast into pure. You're not gonna coast into purity. You're gonna you're just gonna coast right on into sexual immorality. You've got to have a clear vision of saying, This is what purity is, and I am pure, so this is who I am, and this is what purity is not, and I'm not even going there because it violates God's word, and God's word is supreme. It's not just something that I say I pledge allegiance to the Bible. It is so much more than that. It is the written, inspired word of God. Come on, somebody. First Timothy. 316, all scripture is of God, inspired by God, and is profitable for correction, rebuke, exhortation, that the man or woman of God may be fully mature, lacking nothing. uh, 1 Timothy 316. And so it's so important that we get back to this reality that, you know what, I don't care what culture, society, my teachers, or anybody else is saying, God's word is the standard. In the midst of a generation that says, well, just whatever I want. No, no, no. God's word is still clear. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. But it's the Lord who weighs the spirits. Next, purity brings a special blessing from God. Matthew 5, 8. This is one of my favorite verses and promises that I hold on to in purity, you guys. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And I'm not Jesus, obviously. There's what we would call an, an eschatological Uh, interpretation or viewpoint of this verse. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God one day in the age to come. But I believe that there is a part of this verse what Jesus was saying was even right here, on earth. Those who are pure, why don't know? Because in Psalms it says, to the pure you will reveal yourself. And so there's something here about those who walk in purity. There is a greater dimension. There is a greater revelation of God's character and nature that the Lord will reveal to you that he will not reveal to the person next to you. Not because he doesn't love him because he loves everybody, but Psalms 25, 14 even says the secrets of the Lord are with those who fear him. So there's a special blessing in the way of walking with God in intimacy where the Lord says, this facet of my nature, you can't Cannot see, you will not experience unless you are walking in purity. And I don't know about you, I want all of God. I want as much of him as he is willing to reveal to me while Brandon Cormier is in this earth suit called a body here on planet Earth. I want as much of him as I can possibly have. If you're content with him, then you probably haven't met him yet. If you're satisfied with where you are in Jesus, you probably haven't met Jesus. Because once you meet him, he always leaves you hungering for more of him and him alone. Come on, somebody. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see they shall see God. And some of us have been seeing all kinds of other stuff on the internet. Hello. And so we wonder whenever we come to church, well, I can't feel God. I can't see God. Well, what were you looking at yesterday? What's been before your eyes? Blessed are the pure in heart. The blessing is you're going to see God. So even as you stand here and in moments of worship, there's revelations that God will give you because you're pure and you'll begin to see different facets of his nature and his character and person next to you has been all up in sexual morale and they're just as bored as they can be, but you're just caught up in the moment because there's visions that God is giving you and he's speaking to your heart. Why? Because, because you've chosen purity. He loves everybody, but there are facets of his nature that he'll only reveal to those who are seeking him in the way of purity. That's Bible. Have a few more, you guys. Y'all doing all right? right. All right. Purity. Purity is is purity is a goal for our thoughts and our meditations. Philippians four, eight and nine says, finally, brother, and whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Purity is a goal for our thoughts and our meditations and purity produces the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians five and 19 talks about that. Here's a beautiful one. Purity forgets the past. Come on! Whenever you walk in pure, because some of you say, and some of you, honestly, well, Pastor Brandon, you just—I mean, I have been all up in immorality and and impure. I mean, there's—I ain't seeing God. I I can barely see you. Okay, so, so (laughs) Hebrews, Hebrews ten twenty two. 23, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Whenever you begin to say, you know what, Lord? Yeah, I made some mistakes. But Lord, I thank you that that's under the blood. And right now I'm being made new. And there's a level we can reach in God where God will begin to even just deal with the old memories of the past and the image. I believe that for to, um. To, uh, um 2 Corinthians five seventeen to be so true. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. New. Oh, that's good news for a lot of us here tonight because we need some newness. What's really cool is if you begin to study that scripture in the the Greek text there, what what, what Paul was really saying in 2 Corinthians 5.17 was not just behold, everything has become new, but really that word behold means look now that you are in Christ as you look out and see everything, everything looks new. There are spiritual eyes and lingers where you begin to see people in a different light in a way that you've never seen them before. So it's not so much that people look at you and say, hey, everything's new. You begin to look at everybody else and say, there is a newness in you. And Jesus Christ is alive and well. He is in you. me and i didn't like you yesterday but i love you today because i'm seeing new come on somebody everything new purity one timothy one five purity has a clear conscience one timothy one five but the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith i have two more purity has a heart for others James 1 and 27, pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God. Our father is to is this to visit orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself untainted by the world. Last one here, purity is the beginning of a life without hypocrisy. See, whenever you're walking in purity, there's something that you can be. There's something that crystallizes in your heart. Well, people say, well, you're just faking it. And whenever you're walking in purity, there's just this settlement that you have in your spirit saying, oh, no, 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 no. You can call me a hypocrite all you want. I mean, yeah, I may make mistakes, but whenever you're walking in purity, you're just like, no, 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 because I know who I was and I know who I am and I know what God has set me free from. Does that make sense to you tonight? And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their life.